This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conant. Grain markets put in a two-sided week. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says the grains did stabilize Friday following a fairly rough week. A rougher week, you know, for the uh, grain market to the uh, downside, particularly on oats, uh, soybean, soybean oil. But um, soy oil uh, it came bouncing back strong to end the week, you know, pacing the rally as the demand's growing on renewable diesel. So uh, crude oil uh, making nearly high. So that's given us some strength. Uh, oats market also, after about an 80 cent slide in seven days, found a little bit of short covering. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camp thinks this grain market is hunting for chart support. We look at these November soybeans bouncing around the important $13 mark. That's right down to a couple other key levels near the 100-day moving average. We're closing in on that low from August. Ultimately, it's still a speculative move here as we see the path of least resistance still lower Similar for corn and wheat back near their recent almost two-year lows. And just not much to go on for the bulls here in terms of upside motivation. We look at the fundamentals. We had a pretty disappointing export sales report here this week for corn, soybeans, and wheat. And on the supply side, we're talking about that sort of harvest pressure with the harvest effort really ramping up this week and next. AgMarket.net market analyst Jacob Burke says choppy has been the key word for these grain markets. You can sit and, uh, and analyze these charts and, and take a look at uh, all kinds of different uh, scenarios of uh, you know carrying the market and how the markets are established. But you know right now we're still in that choppy mode. You know we've seen a ten cent range here today in the corn uh, beans have been in about a you know ten to fifteen cent range. It's everything's just kind of in that chop that back and forth every time we see this market move down to the bottom side of the ranges where we're seeing some uh, somebody there interested in, in, in buying them. So still, and I think that just this is a testament, uh, Randy, to the questions that we still have and what's actually out there in some of these yields. And Burke says this cattle market has been uh, seeing a bit of a technical correction as well. Feeder cattle, live cattle, we, well, we're 25 cents, 20 cents away from hitting that uh, the, the $2 mark. We saw a lot of cattle will go up today at one you know, 199.67 out there in that April contract that everybody's kind of been watching. Uh, but we've sold off here. We've seen a little bit of pressure. And this is, you know, a technical trade right now. This is nothing out there in this uh, that, that's really moving the market. Cash has been strong. Uh, but this is something that how, how far, how, how much these speculators want to go ahead and get on that, uh, that, that, that $2 bandwagon. Feeder cattle is the same type of story. Strong moves last week. Now we're about a dollar off. I mean, even this morning we were a dollar fifty higher. So wide ranges. Cash cattle market has been seeing pretty good runs at local auction barns. Harriet Livestock auction owner Ken Fillum is seeing a rush of grass cattle move through the sale barn. You know, it's a time of year we expect to see that fall run start here, and we get through September and into October. Uh, seasonally, we expect larger volumes of calves, but of course, cattle numbers are down this year. Auction volumes in Oklahoma are running about 10% down this year, but actually quite a bit more than that, over 20% down since the middle of the year. Uh, so I expect to see a, a smaller calf run, even though we, we, we may go up on a week to week basis a little bit, but I think overall it'll be a, a smaller. Uh, Kiff run this this fall. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Rain or shine, you rise with the sun, working the land, nurturing crops, and bringing food to our tables. So here's to your hard work. We recognize your tireless efforts and dedication at Wilbur Ellis. 
As we bring the season to a close, we're proud to stand alongside you as your trusted partner. We're honored to be a part of your journey, providing the tools you need to succeed and thrive. We're better together. That's the power of we. Reach out to the Wilbur Ellis Grand Forks team today at WilburEllisAgribusiness.com. Imagine this. You gather a stadium full of farmers, step up to the podium, and tell them about your business. What would that be worth to you and your company? This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network. We fill that stadium every day with some of the most progressive-minded, forward-thinking farmers and ranchers around the world. Find out how the Red River Farm Network can carry your message to farmers and ranchers. We're the Red River Farm Network, and we're reporting agriculture's business. A look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman. There's still a lot of work to do before there's any chance of a new farm bill getting signed. Russell Group President Randy Russell says a possible government shutdown could further delay a farm bill agreement. Even in this environment, until we work out whether there's going to be a shutdown or keep the government funded, that is delaying the committees putting out their bill and going to a markup and then second of all there are still big differences between democrats and republicans as we go into writing this farm bill several of the republicans want to add some additional support for reference prices arc plc and the title one farm commodity section of the bill and a lot of the democrats want to protect nutrition funding which is now 81 percent of the cost of the farm bill and that's kind of where the rub is in terms of the committees at this point. In an event hosted by the Bipartisan Policy Center this week, Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow said she's looking to get the farm bill done in December, three months after the prior farm bill expires on September 30th. Stabenow says the delay is a matter of crafting a practical bill that would require compromise from both parties. A delegation of turkey growers were in Washington, D.C. this week talking with lawmakers to advocate their legislative priorities. Minnesota Turkey Growers Association Executive Director Ashley Coles says in addition to farm bill discussion, they talked to lawmakers about CO2 availability as an important aspect of processing turkeys that's often overlooked by policymakers. CO2 availability uh, and storage. So it's, it's kind of a storage versus utilization uh, conversation. We hear a lot of folks about wanting to store uh, CO2, but for the food industry, which is likely an unintended consequence of a lot of those storage conversations, uh, it's, in, it's imperative for a lot of animal welfare standards, um, chilling standards, transportation, and shelf life. And so we're, we're basically teeing up this conversation uh, with everybody that we're talking to here in Washington, D.C., about how uh, we need to look at unintended consequences of industries that utilize CO2 when we talk about storage uh, versus utilization of CO2. And the Federal Reserve Board elected to hold interest rates steady following the September meeting. Here's Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson. And they did decide to leave interest rates alone uh, at that five and a quarter, five and a half percent. They did uh, kind of indicate they might have to stay higher for longer going into 2024, you know, to make sure, uh, you know, this inflation gets under control. Uh, you know, we did see crude oil down the buck today. We did. So that's uh, kind of got the signal that, you know, rates might be higher or longer. Ukraine has filed a complaint against Slovakia, Poland, and Hungary with the World Trade Organization. The European Union has lifted its ban on Ukrainian grain imports into five neighboring countries, but Slovakia, Poland, and Hungary refuse to end those restrictions.
Tuesday was a historic day for the new green bison soybean processing plant in Spiritwood. The plant received its first truckload of soybeans. When fully operational, green bison soybean processing will have a capacity of 150,000 bushels of soybeans per day. This facility is a joint venture between ADM and Marathon Petroleum and is North Dakota's first soybean crush plant. A coalition of more than 200 specialty crop organizations have endorsed legislation that includes its farm bill priorities. The three bills cited include language to increase mandatory funding for specialty crop research, incentive programs for low-income Americans to have access to fruits and vegetables, and a proposal to double the funding for the market access program. This has been a look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. In a world hungry for growth and possibilities. There is a name that stands above the rest. Proceed, a trusted name in agricultural excellence. For generations, we've been providing farmers with the seeds that ignite their success. From seeds to success stories, Proceed is there every step of the way. Contact your local Proceed rep today. Need seed, think Proceed. Proceed.net. These markets have been crazy. Limit higher one day, limit down another. With these volatile markets, you need to stay on top of the gyrations found in the trade. At the Red River Farm Network, we deliver market information, but it's more than just the numbers. We talk to traders, market analysts, weather forecasters, economists, the people in the know. The Red River Farm Network outlines why the market is doing what it's doing. When it's important to your bottom line, you'll hear it first on the Red River Farm Network. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Drought conditions intensified in Minnesota over the past week with 75% of the topsoil rated short to very short. Subsoil moisture in Minnesota is rated 76% dry to very dry. The latest drought monitor map shows D3 or extreme drought conditions expanding across eastern Minnesota. 51% of North Dakota and 50% of South Dakota's topsoils were rated short to very short. North and South Dakota's subsoil moisture is 52% dry to very dry. Barge capacity on the Mississippi River is continuing to be reduced due to low water levels. American Commercial Barge Line is reporting loading drafts at the Gulf are down nearly 30%. The number of barges allowed in a tow is also being limited to deal with low water. Delays of 48 to 72 hours can be expected to move shipments from the Gulf to the inland shallow draft port at Lake Providence, Louisiana. Significant delays are also being seen on the Panama Canal. Both north and southbound ships are multiple days behind schedule with smaller vessels backed up for nearly two weeks. While wheat harvest has pretty much wrapped up, rock and roll agronomy crop consultant Jason Hansen says canola and dry bean harvest are still in full swing. For the most part, the clients I work with, we've finished up our wheat. That got done yesterday. So we're done. I think the state said we're 93% down my area. We're pretty much 100% done. Uh, we have a lot of people that are into canola right now, and that's going slower than we anticipated. It just, uh, just isn't drying down as well as we'd hope. Uh, some of the stuff that's sprayed is doing okay. Uh, some other stuff that wasn't isn't. Uh, we have some soybeans that are starting on harvest right now, and uh, edible beans are going. Hansen says corn harvest will be here sooner than you think. I was out in corn yesterday, shelled out some corn. 
most of it west of Highway 20, and it was anywhere from 21.2% moisture all the way up to 35.5, depending on variety and field and things like that. Well, we should be probably on it sooner than we would like to be. We have quite a bit of canola to go and quite a bit of soybeans, so everybody's going to get that down first before they jump into corn. Some of the stuff is still going to take some time, but my stock integrity was pretty good out there. I didn't have any dropped ears. That was my main thing with this as dry as it's been that we have stock quality issues, and I did not run into any of that. U.S. Custom Harvesters President David Meissner is wrapping up his North Dakota harvest schedule in the Rolla area. Last day we did some wheat was last week, and then we got started on doing some canola, and the canola we've done so far here in Rolla has been really pretty darn nice, real close to that 2,500 pounds and standing pretty good and just a lot of good material like we'd like to have. Of all the canola that we've done so far, um, I only had one field that was down and it was in the real low ground and I I wonder if it just had a little more moisture and it fell and stuff, but it was just in general that area, it, uh, it falls with any crop that's growing in that in that low ground. Meissner plans to begin fall row crop harvest next week in South Dakota. Uh, with this rain coming, we're going to load up after that. We're pretty much done here too, and so we're going to load up and go, go south to South Dakota where I've got my beans and corn that uh, is just right upon us being ready. So when I get to South Dakota, I do beans and corn there, usually until a little bit after uh, Halloween, and then when I'm after that happens, I load up again and, and I head back home to Oklahoma. And when I get there, I usually harvest sesame as well as harvest cotton. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Are you thinking about growing corn, soybeans, or wheat next year? A margin protection plan could be for you. Margin protection is area-based coverage that helps protect your margins from increased input costs or falling commodity prices. When that happens, a county-level estimate is used to determine a payment amount. To find out if margin protection is available in your area, contact your local Egg Country office before September 30th. Egg Country. Focused on egg. Focused on you. The stories that matter to you and your bottom line matter to us. We've had a little ridge of high pressure, say a little upward bump in the jet stream. So if you're an investor, you know, a lot of that money is can be either better utilized somewhere else or it's costing you a lot more money to keep in commodities. Many of those same clients in those states are really suffering with some issues on the uh, rainfall shortages. No one covers agriculture better than the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.